welcome to The Process, a podcast about creative people and their creative process. I'm Kevin Hugerworth. I'm John Lee. Welcome back to season five. Oh, I'm For so today's groggy. intro, we're I'm gonna so gr- eat some <laughs> some life cereal. Oh yeah, all right. So my sister had a tweet about this. Becca Hugerworth. Which is better, original Shout life out. or cinnamon life? Cinnamon. And at grocery <laughs> outlet today, they yeah. had a three pack that came with two original and one cinnamon. So here we are. Let me uh, gonna, let me let me look up that. What's her what's her her handle? DJ uh, DJ Bex. No, that's her name. Her handle I think is just B underscore who. Gotcha. Or it's just I think it's got the yeah. underscore. Cinnamon so. only won by six is so sixty They're both forty. Good. They're original both good. is original is good, but like cinnamon good. is like uh, also I want so full much better. disclosure. So today I was missing two out of three of my antidepressants, <laughs> so I skipped work and uh, Oh, you skipped work. Yeah. Oh I stayed home. Because yeah. they always take forever. Works, and, it's a good deal. You can just not show deal. up and they're like I think so. I've done it a few times, and I've never been told. No one's to. ever said anything. Maybe it's only you they can get away with. It's just like, yeah. oh, well, that's coming. No, they 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 like me there. So I got my they wily must. my wily you, ways. But either also, they like you a lot because it's okay if you don't come in, right. or they don't like you and they're just like, it's okay if you didn't show up. Precisely. Well, either way, I was feeling pretty bad, so I spent most of the day getting high. So I just wanted full disclosure. I was pretty high. I fell asleep. <laughs> I hit the moment of deep sleep. Peak and then, sleep. And then John got here. Yeah, and I got here and ruined and it. And it was like, here time we to are. record. Eating cereal. Okay. I forgot which one is which. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Don't. If you put them in together, then that, All right, that we can't be ruins re- the point. We can't I only be, got one. We can't be rattling the bags. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, we got to get our. Oh, each, I see each what get you. our piles. <laughs> Original is on my right hand. <laughs> All right, no milk. This is no. Isn't we're, this? We're going dry. Okay, <laughs> going. There's nothing wrong. Jake Ferg style. We're going. There's dry. nothing wrong with dry cereal, but if your preferred cereal method is dry, is dry, yeah, you're then you're wrong. a psychopath. Yeah. But every right. now and then I'll like, oh, I'll just have a cup of like yeah. dry cereal, you know? It's it's like a it's like a hankering now I and then. Which one. Okay. I still stand by, even by. All right, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna visually, cinnamon is is better too. Like, all right, there's the original. Original looks pretty like, good. Originals, yeah. Original. Also, hang on. I want to point out we also have cheese. We also have cheese. I'm, I'm into square shaped <laughs> grain processed foods right now. <laughs> visually, original <laughs> looks bad too. It looks like like fake. I mean, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> I got I gotta say. They tasted almost identically right? <laughs> without okay. milk, because I feel like the cinnamon is somewhat activated by the milk. You know, that's true. Cinnamon is better. They're basically the same. But if you had to pick one, cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah, it's, obviously, because it's, it's it's life, which is good. Yeah. Plus, and then it, it also cinnamon. smells like cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. And it has like more sugar in it. Right. Well, they're both good. They're I'm, both good. Now I'm gonna eat. Anyone who voted for original is just like you're. You just wanted to be hipster. You wanted to be cool. This was for Jake Ferg. Let's mm-hmm. pour one out in honor of him. Of Jake Ferg. He's still alive, but... Uh, now I got crumbs all over. That's all right. This was... Uh, it's my bedroom. It was a $4 table. $7. Oh, also, uh, happy Valentine's Day week. Process oh, no, listeners. don't do that. A, yeah. week, a year ago, we were in California recording. Oh, we were? Yeah, that was a year ago. Damn. I, the Edmund picture came up on my Facebook. Oh, like, yeah, that's ago. right. Was that on Valentine's Day? No, uh, we celebrate Valentine's Day here on the process. Me and me and Jane, uh, friend of the show, we went to San Francisco on Valentine's yeah. Day last year. 
do you guys, was it like, uh, we're celebrating Valentine's Day, or was it like, we're too cool to celebrate I Valentine's like celebrating Day? celebrating Valentine's Day, but without, like, we didn't go, like, over-the-top romantic. We just, right. like, had a nice day in San yeah. Francisco. That sounds nice. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. You brought it up. Did I bring it up? I, I, who cares? You probably brought it up. Who do we have today, John? We have Shannon Taylor. Speaking of California, Shannon Taylor of Awake But Still in Bed. Go check it out. They just got signed. I know. I saw that. And yeah. they uh, yeah, they recently put out a new album. So uh, at, at Awake But Still in Bed, I'm pretty sure is the, is the Twitter, Twitter handle. Yeah, we'll have all the links below. Yeah. Um, the, the album is a really long title. Yeah. Did not memorize it. I didn't either. But we'll have that in the link also, below, too. Also, I do not have it in front of me. All right, yeah. <laughs> So let's we'll keep it short because it's unprofessional to eat cereal. Right, I'm eating cheeses. The cheeses okay. that's really unprofessional. Is that, that wasn't even why is that? that wasn't even part of it. How is how is my thing more unprofessional? We have the power to just intro and then eat our food. I was just all right. Wait, are cheeses? Where do cheeses? Fall into this. Okay. Are they do the we want to do cheese its cheese nips, and gold, <laughs> goldfish crackers? Yeah, the cheese nips need to be like. It goes gold, in the shape of Nickelodeon characters. It goes goldfish crackers, <laughs> Cheez-Its, cheese no, Cheez-Its are better than goldfish crackers. That's not true. That's true. Yeah. And also, original goldfish <laughs> is better than flavor blasted. What? That yeah. is crazy. Unpopular that is crazy. Opinion. I that know. That's crazy. Okay. I've held this opinion for years, and people always disagree. <laughs> flavor blasted is about- too much flavor. <laughs> 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 you sound like a kid in a flavor blasted commercial and his head explodes with <laughs> the cheese powder. It's too uh, much flavor. Whoa! All right, let's And, just and we can also, let's also do uh, uh, fruit based gummies as well. Uh, like Gushers, oh, Fruit by the Foot. Charlie Bright Crawler's gummy ones. No, that's like candy. 100%. That's like, it's different than fruit snacks. Candy is different oh, than fruit snacks. Yeah. I like, like Gushers, the, I like Fruit the, by the, the Foot, Nickelodeon, and Fruit the Nickelodeon fruit snacks where you had the cat dog and they right. were different flavors. That yeah. was a good one. And the cat dog was also cheese nips, too. Cheese nips also yeah. always had... Yeah, yeah. Cat dog yeah. got all, like, the rejects. Yeah. <laughs> is cheese nips the same as Cheez-Its? Or is it two different companies? No, two different companies. Two different companies? cheese okay. nips is, like, cheese nips, way they, worse. Yeah, they... They don't exist anymore, do they? They, they certainly do. Really? I thought, like, uh, they're certainly driven out of business. <laughs> okay. No. Flavor blasted goldfish <laughs> is better than. I, I will die most, on that. That's hill. crazy. That that's, is like the, I. I feel we're gonna lose so, listeners. All right. I feel that so strongly. We also <laughs> have to have the pancake, waffle, French toast discussion right. at some point. No, we did that already. Oh, in Linnea's episode. Right. That's yeah, right. we decided that pancakes are the best, and pancakes. pancakes. No, no, sorry. Waffles are the best. Excuse me. Waffles are the best. Pancakes are bad. All right, well, we already did it. Let's just ignore it. Throw it to the side. I agree. Pancakes are bad. Yeah. Goldfish not (laughs) flavor blasted are good. I I mean, yeah. In my opinion, it goes goldfish (laughs) unflavor blasted. Cheez-Its, goldfish flavor blasted. I don't know. Garbage and then cheese nips all the way at the bottom. Shannon Taylor. Shannon Taylor. Let's get into it. Uh, And we join them in a conversation Already in progress. Cool. Like right now. We could fade in right now. Yeah. It's, this is the this is the thing we do every episode. But uh, So how's the tour going? This is um, uh, stop number six, like you were saying before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's going really well. We had a lot of, just like, we've had a lot of very positive um, shows and the the group that I'm, like, you know, the, the group of people is very, like, it works really well together and. Everyone has just been really nice, and all the shows have been very, very good. There hasn't been anything too, um, like, uncomfortable or weird happen. Right. You know? right. 
And you did know, you know about like all the venues before you got there? Because uh, I think that's that's really scary to me. It's like <laughs> it's like if you get to show up and it's like. This uh, is well, like uh, a barn in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess the short answer is no. Uh, the only one that I've actually played a show at before was the Crocodile okay. in Seattle. It's okay, what I, I cool. did with Junior Outbreak last year. Awesome. Um, is it is it as like simple as like do you just like cold call these places and you're no. just like hey or is it you got to be connected? Um, well, I I know the people who book at the places that I mean gotcha. um, yeah it's like each venue is different. Um, this one I it, the show tonight was super. Um, right, uh, yeah. random because my friend Tommy was trying to help us with the show for forever and we just couldn't get a show at any venues. Oh, no. uh, it was super weird. Uh, Good job, Kevin. And Thanks. then Tommy, you. yeah, Eric, Kevin, you came through. So yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it was just like super coincidental because we had, like, I'm from San Jose mm-hmm. um, and Shannon is also from San Jose, but uh, our contact is someone who's not from San Jose. So it was just like, <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I don't know. Uh, and then you played in Junior Adelberg as well, right? Yeah, which, I did. Uh, yep. Which is uh, Devin's band. Yep. That he Shout out to Devin. Yeah. Devin. Friend of the show. <laughs> uh, t- yeah, we talked to him a little about like the San Jose music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know like what your take is on like what kind of a community it is and the, just the general vibe and how you got into it. Well, it's funny because there's lots of different sections of the San Jose music Right. Is it, would you say it's kind of clicky or just Uh, different sections? I would say different sections are are varying degrees of clicky. Okay. Um, I mean, like, I would say there's like the DIY scene, which is like the one that I I mostly operate in. And I, I would say it's mostly welcoming. There's a little bit of clickiness to it, but I think that's just true with any right yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's unavoidable yeah and it's not even always bad i I think it is bad sometimes when it's just like um if you feel like you can't talk to somebody or like right you go to a show and it doesn't feel like anybody wants you there yeah yeah uh, one thing about san jose at least my experience of it it has been that like lots of different bands will be given opportunities to play so even if you're not like really 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 experienced Mm -hmm. or um you know like if your band isn't like extremely technically proficient right You'll still be given like a chance, probably. Um, but then it, uh, you kind of have to know people also to yeah. get yeah. to get that. So you, if you're not technically proficient, that's okay. But you do have to be socially proficient, I guess. <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. But that's just like a problem with uh, any you know thing in the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to talk to people. Right. You have to be able to do that to get a job or whatever. You got uh, your current project is. Uh... Awake but still in bed. Yes, you got and, it right. Yeah, and your new album, <laughs> Self Esteem. No, I was gonna like memorize it and blow you away. I didn't do it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll um, let you say it. Okay, yeah. Um, it's Awake but Still in Bed, and the um, album name. And there's a there's a joke about this because nobody can remember it. I saw it on me. Instagram. Like, uh, you, did, like yeah, you, you were filming you everyone, and they're all, yeah. you couldn't say it. Oh, uh, it's a good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the title is what people call low self esteem is really just seeing yourself the way that other people see you, and. It's easier to remember it if you think about um, the well, if you know the lyrics of the song uh, "Life" on the record because I sing it on the on the song, uh-huh, and okay. it's kind of like like sing songy, so I feel like it sticks better. Yeah. Right. Okay, so it's like a challenge to people who listen to the album, like get yeah. to this song, memorize the <laughs> words. It's track two, yeah. so it's not that I mean, it's not much of a challenge. Uh, so, how would you describe like I don't know? We got into a conversation with another guest about like. Uh, how genres have become kind of like nebulous and like don't really capture it. But that being said, what how would you describe your music as far as genre goes? Yeah, um, it's oh, this is uh, 
uh, difficult because I get this question all the time. Uh, and I'm always just like, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that, you know, I think the question, the answer should be really easy, uh, allegedly, because um, I've shown the record to people who have just been like, oh, this is a really good emo album. And I, like, I actually had a conversation about the genre of the um, album with my friend in this band called Struck Out from, um, I think they're from Fullerton. And uh, he was just like, oh, it's just emo. And I was like talking to him about how like a lot of the time people, um, I guess I, I've had people call it different things. Mm -hmm. Like for a long time, we kept getting billed as power pop, which, <laughs> okay, I, sure. right. which I think is a little bit uh, incorrect, but or maybe inaccurate. Yeah. But um, just because I don't actually know what that means. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, anyway. Um, the, well, what asking what like what genre you are? It's like it's a it is a difficult question because like yeah. immediately you say something, you put yourself in a box, and you're like, but not that though. Like you say <laughs> yeah. you say a thing, and you're like, but not. I know what you're thinking, but not like that. Just go listen to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I, I try really hard to like uh, not get too worried about people's preconceived notions about something. Like if they ask mm -hmm. me what the genre is, and I say, I try to not, I try not to say emo, even though it definitely is an emo uh, band. I would say. Just because the term, like what yeah. that what that yeah. means, is so confusing. Yeah, yeah. emo is like so ambiguous as far as like sound goes too. And then you can have like like content can be emo. I guess I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I know there's someone out there who's listening to this, who's <laughs> right. listening to this yeah. interview and be like, "This is not real emo. Real emo yeah. is right, right to spring. Real emo is like, yeah." There's a the lot 80s. of weight behind yeah. it. That was funny because Devin was saying the exact same thing. He yeah. was, I think he had a lot to say about emo, but he just like he stopped himself. <laughs> he was just like. A lot of people have like different views on this, so I'm just not gonna say anything. So I didn't. Yeah. I guess like the that term emo. Like, that sounds like definitely. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. There's just like a lot of passionate emo, fans. or it's like a divisive thing. I don't even know. Yeah, why. well, it's because of I think part of the reason is because um, the term has been so widely misapplied or mm. applied to bands that like are kind of pan universally panned by like. Right. Uh, music critics or whatever, mm -hmm. okay. like no one, no one wants to be called emo if emo means like Hawthorne Heights or whatever. Right? right? Yeah, I totally. mean that's that statement actually isn't true. There's lots of people who like Hawthorne Heights, but <laughs> what I'm saying is like, what I'm saying, and I'm not no shade to the Hawthorne Heights by the way. <laughs> what is Hawthorne Heights? Uh, it's an emo band, but uh, just like it's, is it like? I've heard them, but I can't describe. Okay. Okay. They're a band that uh, was around in like the you know mid 2000s. I okay. had a really polished production, and they were played on the radio. Gotcha. Um, okay. People might call them mall emo or something. <laughs> mall emo. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's um, a know, great subcategory. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and I don't really want to, there's like, I just think the reason that it's so divisive is because not only are there like so many different things that get called emo, mm -hmm. but some of them, some of them don't have like a good rep with people or people don't mm -hmm. have, you know, uh, I think for me when I was growing up in high school is that emo was like a sort of an insult that you right, call somebody yeah. Yeah, yeah. because they looked stupid. If they were like or, a moody teen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, it, like, it was something yeah. you called like uh, uh, girls who, um, uh, you know, wrote poetry. Then you were, I don't know, it was very demeaning, yeah. kind of misogynist uh -huh. even maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and people, I think people try to distance themselves from it. What's your, talk about your approach to songwriting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I write all the songs and all the parts for this uh, project. Oh, cool. And, uh, I mean, there is a little bit of help. Like, when I'm writing it, you know, I'll be like, play this. And they'll be like, what if I do this? I'm like, okay. But, you know. Right, um, right. For the most part, you know, you, I, I would say it's my band. Um, 
Is it nice not having to collaborate or? Yes, only because, not because I'm particularly creatively like uh, uh, controlling. Uh, it's, it's, bec- it's really nice because as far as planning for the band, it makes things way easier right. because I can get fill-ins. I can like yeah. nobody is a permanent member <laughs> yeah, but me. For sure. uh-huh. Yeah, um, scheduling is like the worst. <laughs> it's not like what artists are not equipped with the, the ability to schedule. Right. Yeah. And uh, the best thing about it so far is that like um, you know the, the lineup can change to accommodate what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, for example, this tour, um, unfortunately, our bass player couldn't make it, so we have a fill in tonight. Um, but she's. Great. And she's also filling in on our next tour. Mm-hmm. Um, does that like, does that mess with like the vibe of the show? If if you have like different people. I, I feel going, like that's like it? a weird way to phrase it. I was going to ask like, does it, <laughs> like does cool the way, way you perform the songs, like wh- what sort of feeling I guess is different when you play with different people or is there a difference at all? Yeah, the there, vibe. The vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, just playing with different people. They're, they're different. Uh, they have different styles. Yeah, they have different sure. energies yeah. when they play and it, and it creates a different type of show. Mm-hmm. But I get so wrapped up in myself when I play, because, uh, and that sounds really narcissistic. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like when I'm when I'm playing the, you know, um, you know, I have to sing and play guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to like, you know, remember all the words and yeah, yeah, that's its own bundle of nerves right there. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's a, a lot of trying to um, disconnect to the, the emotions uh, that you know i had when i wrote the song so that you know i can just like get through the set and everything and right so uh i think that for me at least i don't experience the shows being all that different but mm-hmm, they right. definitely do have little minute differences yeah. with different people um do you have any like rituals that you perform like before going on a show <laughs> or is it just like mm, drink my drink my tour water and uh, i don't drink my, my, my tour water yeah. <laughs> um you know, I do, but it's, you know, uh, it's not, nothing special. Uh, it's just um, warming up. Mm-hmm, I warm right. up pretty extensively before I play. Oh, cool. Uh, I do vocal warm-ups and I do uh, guitar warm-ups. Where did you learn to do vocal warm-ups? Is that just, like, pe- uh, do people YouTube that? Or is no, it like... vocal lessons. I took vocal lessons. Vocal lessons. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and they're really annoying and everyone hates it. <laughs> I was going to say. When like, you hear people, I hear people doing that on the bus. It's that, just that's, like, like, the only that's the only wrong time to do that. Because I, I went to, like, a... Uh, music school for like a hot second but uh i didn't know that yeah well it Wait, was what? audio it was like oh okay. audio oh, school okay. and so gotcha. we had to take it but uh like, who are you man i yeah. i got high earlier so i keep <laughs> train of thought it's just gone sorry maybe that's why i did maybe the, that's why the soundboard it's my birthday didn't work it's earlier. my birthday happy today. birthday Kevin. i wasn't about to have a birthday without getting high happy birthday he's 26 <laughs> 26. Oh, that's how old yeah. I am. Oh, nice. Congratulations. What, what do you think of the year 26? Uh, it's not the year 26. <laughs> it is the year 2018. <laughs> sorry. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Um, no, sorry. To be an asshole. Uh, uh, <laughs> what happens in 26? The, the 26th no more year of your life... Uh, um, you just start to feel uh, like the impending. Um, uh, okay. Doom. You know, like uh, you know how when you first turn twenty one, you think it's gonna be really tight to be able to go to bars right. because it's mm-hmm. something you weren't allowed to do, and then you go to a bar for the first time, like this. and maybe you have fun, but like what you really get is a glimpse into the like 
loneliness, the like <laughs> sad, depressing yeah, people right. who they're, you know, we're, we're all going there to like drink and like just get through right. the days. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just find someone to spend, you know, some time with. And right, right. Just like this desperate, like, uh, search for co- any type of connection with another person. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. and it, and it goes on for way longer than you've ever been alive. You know, it goes <laughs> yeah. from like the 21 to like older than 21. you might ever yeah. be. Um, why is it weird? Because like you're you go- starting to become, you start to get subsumed. And when you're, when you're 26, that is part of you. You're like, oh, well, I am part of that now. Yeah, I'm I am sad not, in my I am blood. not a I youth am. anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm not excited about anything. Totally. Yeah. No, I've I've definitely been getting that feeling of just like, I like I go to shows now and I feel weird because I'm like the oldest one there, depending on right, like, yeah. what show it is, I guess. But uh, and I'm so I've come to appreciate like musicians who have been around for a long time because then you show up and it's like everyone there is like 30 <laughs> right know, it's just kind of a different a different vibe yeah yeah, Va- yeah. thanks <laughs> didn't we we kept saying that when we were in san jose didn't we maybe because oh, maybe, maybe it's just now yeah. that we're saying vibe again something about san jose. Vibe. i just emanate yeah. san jose you know? vibe it's a cool vibe uh, well bars have a weird vibe because like i think you go there for like again that human connection but then none, <laughs> none of them are built to have human connections because like the <laughs> yeah. music is really loud and like yeah. it's really dark and it's mm-hmm. like why did we come here for conversation quote unquote yeah. I mean I don't know why we go besides that it's just overpriced drinks I just don't I only go to bars to read now like I don't, <laughs> I don't go with anyone I just go and I get a book bring a book and, that's good that's that's, yeah. that's an old man thing I try to avoid bars honestly yeah. they sort of make me uncomfortable totally yeah I was talking to my coworker about about uh, she's about to go on her no she just went on her 21 run Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. 21, 21 runs and weddings. It like makes the illusion that like this is about the person, but it's not. It's about everyone around you having a good time when you're like <laughs> at almost at your expense, kind of. John just got married. I just got married <laughs> oh, really? in August. Congratulations. And like my wife and I were like, oh, this is a wedding for us and it's going to be like our day. But like slowly we start to realize like, oh, it's about like having what flowers my mom wants and like <laughs> inviting my dad's friends and like inviting yeah. some friends and like what food will they like. And like at the end of the day, it's like it's a party we throw for everybody. See, I want to parachute into my <laughs> into my wedding and like land on a horse and then backwards. Ride. All right. I'll, I mean, as long you, as I'm your MC. If you do that, you yeah, don't need to have man. anybody else there. You can just do that That's by true. yourself. Yeah. Mm, I don't even need like anyone to marry. I should just do that. Yeah, you can just do it. <laughs> Hey, just do it yourself. Yep, that's and, true. That's, that's true. Oh, yeah. And that, and right. welcome to my podcast, uh, <laughs> How to Do It Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, don't be sorry. Um, <laughs> we I was gonna. A lot no, here. I've been like trying to remember a question for a long time. Okay, so uh, what is like the lyrical content of your music? And is it mostly introspective, kind of? Or it is entirely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, this album, I would say, is probably the most um, personal. Um, record uh, or collection of songs that I've ever done, mm-hmm. and some when I first was writing it, I was actually really scared that people were yeah. gonna like read them and be like, "Are you okay?" Like, <laughs> totally. maybe be uncomfortable around me or something. Mm-hmm. I, I was sort of, I was sort of anxious about it. I did, almost didn't want hear, people to hear what I had to say. But then I, I I cranked the vocals up really loud in the mix, so <laughs> I, I guess I got over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean. How long did this process take? Um, well, I mean, I guess you could say it took 
a really long time. Uh, one of the songs on the album is seven years old. Dang. Um, yeah, of course, uh, it had already been written and recorded in the, the first solo album I ever did in my life, which um, was entirely in Spanish. Oh, uh, no. And That's like, awesome. I know, I know, it's really confusing. Do you speak I, Spanish? Um, not natively. Um, okay. I studied it in high school. Uh, uh-huh. I, I the reason I, I actually went um off on on this in like a, a another interview I did on another podcast. So uh, if you want the full scoop, check out Don't Bring, Bring Your Dogs. I listened to that actually. Uh, with, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you should already know about yeah. this, man. Uh, <laughs> you can check out their interview with me, and I go further into detail. But uh, basically, I, 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 it was a mixture of I was studying Spanish and I wanted to get better at it, and I also like was really insecure singing like personal stuff around my family because they right. didn't like my vocals and they would make fun of me or like tell me to oh. shut up if I was singing oh, around sucks. them. Yeah. yeah, I know. It was, it was not very, um, they weren't very supportive of my, of me when I was in high school. So uh, you but, switched to Spanish. So I, yeah. I wasn't in Spanish so they couldn't understand what I was saying because all oh, my stuff was about them. Interesting. Oh, all my, oh, wow. all, and like, and also it was like personal feelings. I didn't want them to know that I had. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I wrote a song about someone that I was like in love with, you mm-hmm. know, and I was like, I didn't want them to like, make fun of me or whatever. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. But uh, I know that's kind of weird. It doesn't make any sense, but... Um, no, I think it's like, it like proves your work ethic. It's like, it's like <laughs> I'm going to learn another language <laughs> to like get my feelings out. I would just be like, no, screw that. Like, well, It's also like, uh, I mean, it happens with comedy and music. Uh, like, just the vulnerability of like putting yourself out there and being like, this is like, this is what I think about and I probably wouldn't share in any other way other than this. At least that's mm-hmm. how I, I tend to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely uh, there's stuff on the record that I am talking about that I would never tell anybody or that I would never um, feel comfortable talking about mm-hmm. um, to people unless I knew them really, really well. And so in that way, if people like, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I felt kind of naked when I was first like doing the record and I don't know. Um, at this point, you know, since it's all like been put into like a you know band camp lyric yeah, sheet yeah. or whatever it feels very distant <laughs> from me totally. but you know it was really uh it was really i guess uh important in a way because getting all of that out actually helped me a lot like it helped a lot with my, mm, my yeah, mental health and super cathartic yeah, yeah getting uh-huh. through some of the stuff i was going through because i used right. to really uh i used to be like it used to really freak me out the stuff that i am thinking about right yeah and totally. there's like a certain with like introspective stuff like that there's always like a certain amount of stalling that comes when like comes to releasing it mm-hmm. for me anyway there's sort of just like you say that you say if something's like really revealing I always say that it's bad because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to see it. Even though, <laughs> even though if it's like good, acceptable material, I'm just like, this is bad. Oh, this needs like more work. I need to work on this for another eight oh, years. Oh, I totally know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that's part of the reason that it took me so long to write all these songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. um, well, uh, uh, the song that I'm talking about that was seven years old is called Floor, and originally the lyrics were not about what they are now about. I mean, they were about the same person. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of, uh, I, I would say it's interesting, I guess, that's kind of a weird thing to say about my own music. But uh, it was originally about somebody who I was really, really, really excited to spend a lot of time with because mm-hmm. we lived across the country and I was going to move in uh, and like we were in a band together. And um, that it was basically like a love song to somebody who at the time I thought was my best friend. And mm-hmm. uh, 
it was all in Spanish or whatever. And then, uh, you know, when I was writing this record, I actually, I just dug it up mm-hmm. and it completely like, it's just all the same like chords, but I completely changed the instrumentation oh, cool. and like the style mm-hmm. and which is kind of why it's not, it took the least emo song in the record. <laughs> right. I think because I hadn't heard emo at that time in my right, life. Right. Like, so I, I, I wrote music kind of differently. Um, but I changed it sort of to be, you know, like an updated version of how yeah. I write music. And uh, then I updated the, the lyrics to be a, a more realistic take on like what actually happened nice. okay. with that relationship because it, it did not go well.
it's time for the heavy act. <laughs> oh no. Heavy heavier act. Yeah. Like it doesn't <laughs> We've been through this before. We always we happen. over we overhype it. We overhype it. I, yeah. It's still it's we get deep, but you know. And it's whatever. It's whatever though. <laughs> Down to get deep. Down to get mm. deep. Get those boots out. We we've had those it deep boots. Was this described in season one? It's like a hammock. So we, like our structure is <laughs> This like was a not so I've never start, heard this. We start <laughs> you've, you've never, you've never explained this to it me. It wasn't me. And then it goes really? lower and yeah, then it goes and back up. It goes back up. Or it's yeah. like a hammock. It's like a hammock. It might have been Ben Craver. Oh really? Or like the letter U. Yeah, or like, or like a half pipe. That's true. There's a lot of things it could be like, mm-hmm. like a bridge. Uh, a bridge a is bridge? pretty straight yeah, across. No, say. but like a a, like one like... of the the that goes across like a canyon, like one of those swingy. Oh, like a, like a hammock. Oh, uh, like the ones where you're fighting like somebody like a, like, a, like a kung fu movie, or and like then in Shrek. Tra- yeah, or in Shrek, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And you like you you step on the like wooden panel or mm-hmm. whatever. And gotcha. It, like, breaks. Like Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. There's a lot exactly. of there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> that's a trope. Yeah, that's a trope. Uh, you bridge things. Okay, cool. This is the heavy. This is the heavy. Heavy bridge, yes. <laughs> uh, so, were you born in San Jose? No, I was uh, born and raised in uh, well around Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas, and then yeah. did when did you move out here? Um, well, or not out here? Not here. Out, not, when I say Jose. here, when I say San Jose, I feel like um, I'm in San yeah. Jose. <laughs> whenever, yeah. When you're when anyone's around me, it feels like San Jose, <laughs> baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got. That's, that's why we're saying vibe. We've we're got more vibe. San Jose people here that's true. than non San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Virginia. Oh yeah, because Elijah's and born right here. Um, well, um, so when uh, I grew up in Mesquite, um, which is outside of Dallas, and it's a little suburb, and then I moved to uh, Pennsylvania with my family uh, uh, when I turned fifteen, or like something around, so the middle between fifteen and sixteen, mm-hmm. and then uh, that's actually where my most of my family lives now is uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, um, and. Uh, my older brother lives in Brooklyn now, but I that I moved to um, uh, San Jose at, when I turned eighteen. Oh, cool! But basically, like right when I graduated right. high school. Did you know people in San Jose? I knew the one uh, guy that I told you about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Man. Yeah, that's so scary. That was yeah. it. Was really scary. Yeah, that was uh, awful. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first moved, well, I mean, it was great when I first moved because it was just like endlessly. Um, like, we just hung out all the time, and we were in a band, and it was all this stuff. And you're on your own for the first time. Yeah, you're just like, I'm like, having Woo! Pop-Tarts for dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, screw it, dude. And yeah. breakfast. And breakfast, yeah. Yeah, oh, Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Yeah. Don't, tell, <laughs> don't tell anyone. Uh, but, you know, it, he was just not, I don't want to get into it, but he right, was, you yeah. know, he was uh, just not stable, and he was pretty abusive, and, uh, you know, um that ended badly and then uh i didn't have any friends for like uh a really long time it was about a year of just like working Mm -hmm. um did you consider moving back i did actually and then i actually did move back (laughs) oh okay you did yeah so what happened was i was working this like um pretty like crummy job at like Uh a movie theater and uh i had a hard time connecting to my like coworkers Mm -hmm, sure I just didn't really like didn't have anything in common oh i totally know when i was (laughs) i lived in a uh, New Mexico for a little like I just moved back for like four, yeah for like four, four months. months and like <laughs> what part uh, Port Alice New Mexico oh cool um, and we were just there for a few months for my wife to go to school there for a little bit and like my coworkers were like perfectly nice people but like I had just nothing in common with them and just that <laughs> in itself is just depressing when you just I don't know 
Especially in a, in a town like Port Alice. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. So I was dating somebody and um, uh, long distance, and we had been dating right. for a year before I moved. And um, I, uh, we talked on the phone like every day. I didn't uh-huh. have very many friends, and I, I did meet Devin during this time. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I wasn't doing very well, and I didn't go out as much as I yeah, yeah, wanted right. to. I didn't really. I don't know. So. Um, Eventually, I just moved back. I I was I I moved back to uh, Pennsylvania, Dang. Uh, and we were gonna me and the uh, the person I was dating. We were gonna move to um, Philadelphia together, and then that didn't work. And then I moved to Philly by myself, and I actually had a really good time. But it was during a really t- bad time in my life because like mm-hmm. someone who I had strong feelings for, I guess, and like we separated because it was just like a bad time for our relationship. But it was like really crushing, mm-hmm. right? Um, cause it was something that I kind of like poured myself into for totally, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and then that dissolved and I was just in a, like a really bad place, uh, even though I was really enjoying the city. And so then I, uh, I just moved back like really spur of the moment, moved back to San Jose right. gotcha. and I, re- like I got my old band back together and, uh, we were a band. We were active for a while after that. About I want to say like a, about a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. and then um, and I've just been back ever yeah. since then. It's <laughs> a lot of moving around. Yeah, I spent a while living in Santa Cruz too. And oh then dang! I back to San Jose. Were you able to find that sense of community, or like and find friends in San Jose? Or yeah, in, in, in San, San Jose. Yeah. Oh, in San Jose. Uh, yeah, eventually I did. So mm-hmm. basically, right before I moved back, so I, you know, I was struggling, struggling, struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was super lonely and uh, just going to work and trying to figure out what to do, and mm-hmm. I, I had a hard time like meeting people. Um, I didn't have a car or a license either, which made it that much harder. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but then eventually what, what ended up happening was um, through, like, through meeting Devin, I eventually got connected to, like, the DIY scene. And oh, I cool. started going to shows mm-hmm. and stuff. But, like, before that, I already committed to moving back to Pennsylvania to be with, the, like, the person I was seeing. I see. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Um, so... Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to move. And then, like, about a month or two later, like, I've, I've already bought my plane ticket or whatever for, mm-hmm. like, a couple of months. Right. You know, I'm saving up to ship everything and whatever, whatever. And then um, I uh, I just, like, I joined this band um, that I never thought was going to do anything. And it ends up, like, connecting me with, like, all these people who do shows in San Jose. And it, and I make a bunch of friends who I feel a lot closer to than I, That's awesome. you know, had ever thought possible. And yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Then I move, and that's all gone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got really sad, uh, and I just moved back to San Jose. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, I, had, I had I felt like I had connections that I wanted to maintain. Totally. Right, yeah. yeah. Is that what you consider, what did you consider at home, San Jose? San, yeah. Yeah. At this point in my life, yeah. yeah I, it's, I, I, it's interesting how one thing can lead to another like that, because... Um, like you can go to New Mexico. And I know realize, you go to New Mexico and realize, realize everyone who cares about you is back up here. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. So, do you deal with uh, depression and/or anxiety, and how has that affected you creatively? Um, well, yeah, the answer is uh, yeah. Um, I've dealt with depression uh, and anxiety a lot in my life, um, but you know, when I was growing up, I don't know. There was something about how hectic and awful my childhood was that I didn't ever basically ever get a chance to proper properly like deal with my depression or anxiety yeah, problems yeah. or like yeah. my, basically um I just came from a really abusive family and uh uh but it was like me and I had I have two brothers and I have my mom and my dad 
and um, my they were separated when I was really young, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to get too far like into the details, but basically <laughs> yeah. it uh, it got, you know, it, it was a, uh, it was it was just a rough th- thing, and during high school, during like middle school, like after they separated, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, just a lot of like being caught up in their own. Right. So specifically, like my my mom's own problems with my dad. I don't know if I should be saying this up, but like, um, and it, it just like, I don't know. It was a a rough, uh, uh, I guess, way for me to be raised. And so, um, so to to try to answer this more efficiently, so that was difficult, and I I I basically didn't get a chance to like ever process my own stuff. The only way that I was able to deal with the living situations of my childhood where I would completely like immerse myself in social situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like me and my two brothers, we all had different ways of dealing with right. um, like stress and yeah. trauma and stuff. And my way of dealing with all of this was to completely block it out and just like immerse myself oh, in being social. Yeah. I, I would say that all of us had our own problems, like adapting. And even though I was social and I mm-hmm. would make friends, I wasn't like fun to be around. I was very annoying. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I think as we got older, we all got better. Right. Um, so anyway, that I kind of just like, I think, I think what I would say happened was I spent almost all of my adolescence just ignoring my problems yeah. and hanging out with, trying my best to hang out with friends. Uh-huh. And as soon as I did the thing where I moved across the country right. and was in California and then that dissolved and mm-hmm. I didn't have a friend really and I didn't right. have, I didn't really have like any friends. I just fell into like the deepest depression of like my entire life mm-hmm. and it lasted me a really long time. I, I, I felt like just like endless, uh, <laughs> God, this is going to sound so corny, but it's, <laughs> I felt just like an endless darkness and yeah, like just right. nothing. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, and it wasn't even like every day it was just like extremely painful. It was like every day felt like meaningless. Mm-hmm. And I know. Yeah. I know what you mean by the, like the corniest depression is the worst depression. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. um, there's something depressing about moving too. There's just like you don't recognize any of the buildings. You know what I mean? Like there's and, and, or the faces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have a place to go to see someone that you know. Right. Were you still able to uh, like express yourself through creative ways? Um, I, I started. Well, <laughs> around this time in my life is when um, I like I found the band American Football, and oh, I just cool. like listened to their LP like on repeat like every day for like I don't know about like three months like mm-hmm. I, there was a there was a small period in my life where that was the only band like I listened to because <laughs> yeah. they, it was the only one that captured how I felt totally yeah and made me feel and then I got into other bands but um yeah uh and I think that's like this probably the silliest most like emo thing that you've ever heard in your life but I think it's uh, <laughs> uh it, I mean it was like very very meaningful for me um, yeah no for sure and uh, I started writing music um, more and more at that point, and I kind of like I don't know, I became better at expressing my feelings. This part of my life was actually really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 part I'm talking about is I just the 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 really deep depression I fell into for I want to say about right. about a year and a half, two years, um, because it was something that I had never been able to work through yeah like i said i had spent so much time just like 
immersing myself in like this outside world of social mm-hmm. interaction right, with people yeah, and like uh-huh. you know um to get away from all of the problems I, I i had i i i don't know i just uh when that was taken away from me i was like forced to be like to just confront yeah, the worst yeah. thing and i don't know it was a uh, it's that naked feeling you, yeah. yeah and it was it was like extremely hard and i never want to go through it again but i don't think that I, i'll have to what was it like kind of coming out of that and then looking back on like progress you had made i guess um well i didn't actually realize how important that had been until much much later in my life right because I, yeah. like, yeah. I mean i was 1920 yeah uh, you know i got started getting out of it when i was when i like in my, it started to end when I was still 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, sorry, I gotta drink that pour, pour water. <laughs> pour water. Yeah. Sponsorship. Um, <laughs> I started getting out of it around the time I turned 20. And at that time I was just so focused on like not being depressed. I was doing, yeah. I was going back to like going out to shows all the time and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think later, like, I, I don't know, I think it helped me a lot to, uh, to just I don't I don't really know uh, to to confront certain things to accept certain things it, it right. helped a lot with like self acceptance or like you know uh, being like comfortable or or does that make sense I don't really know no if that, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it totally does and it also it helped me a lot with like um, emotional regulation yeah mm-hmm. like um, like understanding how I feel mm-hmm. and like right. being able to actually process it and go through the steps I need to to handle an emotion right you know how like there's like the stages of grief or whatever yeah yeah it's like uh going through that you know to to, to you know and finally getting to like the last one which is supposed to be acceptance right um i think that was it was kind of like that um where i, I needed to go through it to to learn how to like go through the stages yeah in the yeah first place exactly of just like because i mean i had a, i had a rough childhood and i had never really come to terms with the fact that i didn't ever really have a a, a childhood right yeah. yeah well and at that age too like for me it was really late high school early college of just like for the first time i could kind of i had enough experience being alive and dealing with like tough emotions that like i could look back and be like oh i just had no idea what i was doing or right. like, what yeah. i was feeling and it's it's and you, and it's it's yeah. mind-blowing when you're like oh that wasn't normal like <laughs> oh sure. that wasn't normal like i thought it was because i was a kid and you're yeah. just like this is how life is yeah but you look back on you're like that this other families were not like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, it, you know, it was, I think it was very beneficial to have the space to realize like, Oh, like these are like, these are problems I have because like I was, I, I'm sort of like a broken person or whatever. And like, I'm this way because of this. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sad about it and I'm allowed to just be like sad about having had a rough childhood about having not been taught certain things about right. having to learn things a really hard way when you're on stage what is uh i guess your goal as far as how you express yourself because for me i really try and connect with the audience and like a show feels great for me when i feel like the audience got it what what is like a successful show look like to you a really successful show would be if i don't um uh, hit some wrong notes <laughs> yeah for uh, sure <laughs> um but um I try really hard to connect to the lyrics and like the emotions behind them and, and just like, you know, what I'm singing about and like, it, and have it come out that mm-hmm. way because it, because 
Oh man, this is gonna sound really stupid. Get ready for this. Um, I'm ready. ready. <laughs> basically, shows are really distracting environments for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, social interaction is really distracting for me, and I, I use it as like a, a distraction from my from my problems. Right. Yeah. And um, not all the time. You know, obviously, you have to interact with people all the time. So, but yeah, like yeah. a lot of times, like you know, you'll hang out with a friend. Oh, because you you just don't want to think about how miserable you are. Yeah. Or right. How, yeah. You know, depressed or you know whatever you are. Even if I'm anxious, you know, if I'm anxious a lot of time, I want to be around more people because yeah. then I feel less singled out and like there's less attention mm-hmm. on me. It's like things like that. Um, shows in general, I have I'll have so many things going on in my head. Yeah. Um, so many responsibilities. So a, um, a successful show for me is um, when I can put all those distractions away and actually connect to my emotions in the middle of this extremely distracting environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Totally. And because that is how I'm going to like, I don't know, um, really have a fulfilling performance for myself. Yeah. And yeah. that, and I think if I have a fulfilling, fulfilling performance for myself, other people will. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the hope is that they'll connect to it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Unless you're writing really alienating music about <laughs> yeah. things that nobody can relate to. This is my art. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, I do think it's really important to connect to other people, but yeah, right. um, I think a, a really important part of connecting to other people is talking about your experiences in a way that ha- other people can um, relate to them. Yeah, right. for sure. I, I try to write my lyrics in a way where it's like it's about me and what I've gone through, mm-hmm. but it's not considered. You gotta consider the audience. It's not yeah. completely like unrelatable. Yeah, right. I like to think uh-huh. I like to think that people can hear my stuff and 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 relate to what right. I have to say at yeah. least in a small way. Yeah. yeah, it's easy to hide behind art. You know, like people say like something that it's like, oh, that's bad. I don't like it. And you're like, well, it's art. It can't be bad. Or, you know, like that excuse for it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, you're just interpreting it wrong. But like, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's important to consider that. Well, there, there's that middle ground. I think when I started writing music and I'm like still kind of this way, but I was just very adamant about like, I'm not going to do something just so like someone will like it. I'm going to yeah. do what I like because right. that's interesting. And yeah. I, I realized like there's this point where. Like writing a song to be weird or jarring just for the sake of doing it is right. like people can not sense authentic. that. Yeah, like it's just as corny as writing a song so that people will like it. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my. I mean, that like writing something just so it will be like surprising to yeah. people. Unless, of course, like I think there's sometimes where that's okay. Yeah, for I think sure. if you have like a, a greater concept in mind where it's mm-hmm. like a certain song is supposed to give you that thing because it like tells a story or something. Right. I don't know. Uh, Devin would do that a lot in. Um, uh, his music, he would like, he would like have um, something happen in a song that was supposed to give you a feeling of confusion because the song referenced, uh, and that was really creative. Yeah, I, I always sure. thought that right. was really interesting. Um, Cause yeah. I don't, I don't think about things like that at all. Mm-hmm. So like, uh-huh. but, but, um, but I, I do think it's corny. I, I do think it's corny. If you're like, <laughs> I'm going to write this thing. It's going to sound really crazy. It's good to start like with the, this is for me. And then like, and eventually you have to like smooth out the edges and like, harness it yeah it's kind of a difficult balance yeah it's yeah. tough it's and a, i think it's a balancing act for sure i've heard that it gets harder and harder the more people hear your your music oh yeah, right, Cause yeah. just because like i would guess it's because like there's just so many different people <laughs> like like everyone's just like profound, profound. no no i like I'm try- oh. i just got high earlier like, but uh no like so like you just have people. like a huge variety or like it's a diverse selection of people so like right. they're gonna have 
I feel like if you're like just in the same scene, like you'll kind of have one type of person who comes out to a show. But once you have like multiple scenes or like a mixture, it kind of seems like the way they connect to the music is going to be super different. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, I was reading some interview um, that Doug March from Built to Spill did um, about how like different it was when he, you know, first wrote like the first Built to Spill records and mm-hmm. then like how they got really big and like how his whole writing process like was changed from like reading people's writing about his music. Or, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. Uh, don't quote me on that. That could be all <laughs> yeah. wrong. But it's like, I, just, I feel like that's a thing that that happens. And it's, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I feel sort of blessed now that, you know, like even though I was, I knew that some people would hear my music, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, I wasn't terrified of like speaking to like a lot of strangers I didn't know. But actually it was kind of scary because I was thinking, personal stuff to people that I do know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah you might know what I'm talking about because yeah. you know me. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's more terrifying yeah. to me. Yeah. I, it's always weird because like I don't know. It's weird having people in the audience that the songs are about or like <laughs> Oh man, yeah. yeah. Uh, luckily I have actually not had that happen. Oh nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because most of the songs that are about people that aren't me yeah, are yeah. about people who I will never talk to you again. Right. Oh, okay, right. for yeah. sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting how quickly uh, depression can shift to anxiety in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like you're depressed, you're starting to come out of it, and you're like, I'm gonna take what I went through and create it into something. Oh no, here comes the anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> like because it's you're revealing like the real you. And anxiety is like an extremely important fuel for my performances mm-hmm. okay. because I have tons yeah. of anxiety before right. I perform, and then it just turns into this like, yeah, uh, I it becomes this extremely cathartic thing for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. You got to harness it. You got to harness mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because it's like it's like fight or flight. You know. Uh, yeah. 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 And then I I think that is part of the reason that touring is such a, like, an extremely positive mm-hmm. environment for me because what ends up happening is every single day I'm like going through this cathartic processing of my anxiety, <laughs> yeah. and by the end of it, I just feel so like. You know, like at the end of the day, I'm like sleeping on the floor with my like three friends I've brought with me or whatever. (laughs) And I just feel like so at peace. Yeah. What are you listening to? Like, what's what's been influencing you lately? Oh, um, well, uh, I listen to um, a lot of um, a lot of the music I listen to is like my friends' music or like <laughs> yeah, yeah. bands that I've played with at shows, and um, I sometimes get a little worried that my my palette is too insular or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like so many people that I'm I'm, I'm already familiar with, but. Um, uh, some bigger acts, I guess, that I listen to a lot. I really, really, really like, um, The Hotelier. I love, um, Hopalong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hopalong is great. Um, uh, the Crutchfield Sisters, um, Waxahachie, Swearing, um, Allison and and Katie. I just really big fans of their music. Cool. Um, How do you incorporate, like, certain influences? Like, for me, I know... I like to do, I'll do covers of like songs I like. And then just in learning the cover, it'll like, 
a, yeah. a song of mine will come out of it. Like, oh well, you know what? Actually, um, I should bring this up because my my bandmate was actually asking me about all this. I think he was trying to prime me for like an interview. <laughs> I don't know why he was asking me all these questions, but um, maybe he was interested. But um, one of my biggest influences is a band called They Might Be Giants. Oh yeah, yeah. I love yeah. They Might Be Giants. Yeah, not in the middle. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that's and that's the one. That's that it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. No, um, John Linnell is just one of my, uh, he's one of the two members and he's one of my favorite songwriters, but I don't think if you heard my music, you would really necessarily immediately take that away. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Um, but so I was trying to explain how they might be giants can be one of my biggest, um, influences to him without it being audible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I would say is like, I know that like, the the key, the chord changes and like the ways that the melody follows the chords mm-hmm. in John Lennon's songwriting is very like influential to me. Like totally, I'm, I'm like yeah. enamored with it because when I was like growing up, I would just like learn the Rabbit Giant songs on the acoustic guitar and mm-hmm. just sing them. I used to know how to play like countless of their <laughs> songs because if you go on to this might be a wiki, which is like a fan site for them, almost uh-huh. all of their songs have the chords written pretty oh, accurately cool. nice. on the with like a little guitar tab and it's just, yeah. like. And um, and it's great. It's a great resource if you're trying to cover all of their songs like yeah. I am. <laughs> well, um, well I, I always love that like that feeling of writing a song and then after the fact looking back and being like, oh, like yeah, the way that vocal melody kind of like <laughs> goes there is from this band or like this was, guitar riff. Is- it was sort of like how I learned how to like um, well, it was part of how I learned how to build melodies was mm-hmm. like like learning. Because I mean, I, I know a little bit about music theory based from my older brother being like a uh, like a an actually like trained musician who went mm-hmm. to college for it. Mm. So I know like the basics of music theory. Um, but like learning how melodies are built around like chord progressions or vice versa is something that I would attribute to. Like honestly, learning a lot of they might be giant songs and yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. And obviously I have tons of other influences that are completely different genre or stylistically very different. So that's mm-hmm. why I would think that you probably can't hear it so yeah, well. Yeah. But I hear it. For sure. When I listen to my music. Are you watching anything? Um, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I nice. did not watch Dragon Ball Z. Really? And yeah. People look at me and they're like, you're Asian. You have to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, I just did. That's I don't really know. weird to say yeah. to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like, it's, it's like, I don't know too many other Asians that haven't watched Dragon Ball Z, but uh, I don't know. It was just like, I thought it was scary as a kid. Like, I don't know. I was, it I was is kind of scary. Is kind of scary? Okay, Piccolo yeah. Piccolo is like a green yeah, monster. Yeah, the green dude. He yeah. kind of scared me. Yeah. Uh, lots of them are like really big mus- muscle guys with the like yeah. veins. They look like they're going to like I was a Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Um, uh, well, I didn't ever, I watched it a ton when I was a kid, like when I was like eight, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Eight, nine, mm-hmm. up till I was about 13. Because it was just like. I mean, it's a bunch of people throwing energy balls at each other, <laughs> yeah, fighting. It was super, super, cool. super cool. Yeah. Um, it was our character development, though? Well, or is it just about that? Oh, action? yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah? character. Right. Vegeta goes from being like, you know, like literally like he wants to murder Goku to like later on. I can't believe I'm talking about Zoran Ball Z. <laughs> um, but my, my housemate, I, well, I'll come home from work and my, I, I mean, I work like all day. It's the job I work at. I work like. 10 hour shifts and mm-hmm. then I'll come home from work and um, my husband would just be like want to watch some Dragon Ball Dragon Z, Ball Z. <laughs> and like um, 
Like Shannon pointed her fingers, yeah. by the way. Finger guns, yeah. yeah. Boom. Jack yeah. Mozzie. Oh, because my housemate will point fingers. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even do that on purpose. It's just like my mind. Uh, um, yeah, and I was like, okay. And then I've just gotten to, back into it. Yeah. Especially with like Dragon Ball Z Kai. You know, it's like a little bit more... Uh, gritty, you know, there's swearing yeah, in it, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, I've, and never like, se- I've never actually seen it. Oh, the filler is chopped out, okay. so it's more concise That's and great. it's way more watchable. Yeah, yeah. Is Dragon, was it like, was Dragon Ball like the original? Yeah, and, like, yeah. Their I think kids so. Or something? I actually never and saw then, Dragon Ball. And it was, okay. it was based on a manga as okay. well. Yeah, both of them were. Yeah, and then Dragon Ball Z is like, they're adults. The right? only one, or, it, uh, the one that wasn't based on the manga was uh, GT. I cannot believe I'm talking about Dragon Ball. <laughs> um, but that one was apparently, allegedly, my roommate told me that it was decanonized so they could make Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've been watching that too, but nice. they don't have all of them. Tra- uh, my housemate doesn't like to watch the ones that aren't translated, so we 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 don't watch the dubs. Oh, gotcha. Or we don't we don't watch the regulars with subs. We only watch dubs mm-hmm. because right. you, they don't want to watch like something with text on the screen or whatever. Mm-hmm, right. So I've been watching that. I, I also like, every once in a while I'll have a day off and like, uh, it's like a lot of times I'm really, really busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Even on my days off, I can't do anything, but there'll be once in a while where my husband will be like, hey, mine hunters, I want to watch Stranger <laughs> Things and like, I'll just be like, okay. And then we'll like get really addicted to it and watch it all day. Did so. you watch Stranger Things season two? No, not no, yet. I no, did. Neither. I did. No. Is it, is, it, is it better than season one? I don't know about better. It's yeah. so good. It's, it's, I, it's, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. I hope that's not controversial. No, mm-hmm. I, I think I have the controversial. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We, well, I watched it with two friends and we were just like, we loved the first half of season one. And then we all kind of thought that the second half like tapered off. And then I just haven't watched season two, but can't get around to it. That's valid. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. No Did problem. you watch Dragon Ball Z? Uh, yeah, I wasn't so... I never really watched it in my house because I think my mom didn't like it because it was violent. But right. it's loud. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's super like, loud. It's, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> so yeah. like the the doves. Oh, can a little get... bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I hope no one gets mad at me for saying that. <laughs> no, but I uh, I used to watch it whenever I was at friends' houses, and we would uh, pretend to be Dragon Ball Z characters at recess. And mm. I was like, mm-hmm. I was the kid who didn't know any of like the bigger lore, but I knew the characters, and so yeah, you quoted well. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I could pretend to like power up my abilities pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to practice your like scream. Yeah. You're, like your yeah. long ah. Exactly. You know? And I, I, well, once they added uh, like the fourth stage uh, Super Saiyan mode or whatever, where mm-hmm. they got the long hair, that was like a big deal. Because oh, yeah. then we could get powered up. To number four. <laughs> it's actually that one's actually number three. That's, no, like, that's number three. Oh, yeah. see, I don't not know. I'm not. I'm not caught up on my four DBZ is war. in. I, I, oh my god, I don't even gonna answer. It. <laughs> that it's like when the they... monkey one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. but not the big monkey one. It's like the big monkey, <laughs> and they condense it into like, they harness the power, and they're like the monkey tiny, one. There's and they're like, oh, I'm like hot monkey. Uh, I'm a Saiyan. <laughs> that's god. like when they introduce like mega evolution. I think and, I yeah. probably got that wrong, but I. I know that three is the long hair one. Okay, all right. Yeah. Not sorry, not Mega Evolutions in Pokemon. 
in Digimon when there's like well also in guys, Pokemon also in Pokemon also in Pokemon yeah dude here's the thing I don't actually watch very much anime so but just Dragon Ball Z <laughs> like I mean I think I did watch some Pokemon but I never got that much, that, that into it I don't know Digimon I, I had like the first pilot or whatever on VHS when I was a kid but I don't know if it holds up actually uh, Pokemon yeah. season one holds up uh, no I no Digimon Digimon doesn't hold up I kind of don't I kind of don't believe you it's like so campy and it's like they definitely wanted to make it campy and it's like eventually the series got too serious it took itself too seriously and it's like ah this doesn't this sucks but when it didn't take itself too seriously it's yeah good, it was a good time for sure time. Mm-hmm. i can I, I, I can trust it all right yeah. well thank you yeah. Did, were you Again. genuine when you tweeted about detective pikachu i thought you thought the yeah detective pikachu, oh there i was, thought that was a bit tweet no it's, pikachu talks now like it's, it's a, weird it's, have right. you seen the trailer for it's the, jarring there's a 3ds game coming out called detective pikachu and Pikachu like, has like you, a gruff voice. Yeah, and it's just, it'll give you like, nightmares. Like, just, <laughs> we gotta solve the case. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But well, I wasn't fun. aware of it, and I kind of <laughs> wish I still wasn't aware of it. Yeah, I, well, just watch the trailer. No, You'll change. Yeah. Your I don't mind. think I'm gonna watch the trailer, yeah, Kevin. Not right before no! bed. Watch it with breakfast. <laughs> watch it with breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just they like in the, in the daytime. Like it's scary. They eased us into it with the new Pokemon movie where Pikachu could talk. And so then we were like, the so they have an agenda. Yeah, they're they're like Pikachu's gonna have a deep, exactly. voice. Exactly. Well, in, in the in the movie, I think it was like a high pitched, like weird, squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it for Detective Pikachu, which I'm happy about. I'm, just, I'm not into scary movies, <laughs> and that looks like. <laughs> so a scary but, but I mean, if if. If Pika, if Pikachu can talk, and then he can also have a deep, gruffly voice. I mean, what's next? Like, where do you right. draw the line? Mm, that's true. Pikachu president. <laughs> president yeah, what's Pikachu. next? Pikachu, Pikachu yeah. for president. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. I think yeah. we need to. I think we that's need to reel little... it in. <laughs> I, I would. I would like. That. I would vote for Pikachu. Vote would for you vote? Okay. I mean, yeah. I guess. I guess he would probably be the most powerful like being <laughs> yeah. if he existed. Maybe that would be bad. I don't think any Pokemon. He could be like a. Power. He would be like some type of a, a, a. What do you What do you call it when they're um dictator like a violent dictator yeah. with an ultimate power because he could just yeah. shock you to death if but he didn't agree. It's time. It's time maybe for Pokemon to be on top though. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know they've. <laughs> Maybe, maybe they'll be better long. for the world than humans yeah. are. Exactly. Yeah. They've been subservient for too long. Kind of like how we were talking like about like my like really like intense <laughs> like like you know negative childhood experience or whatever and like it's a really hammock. personal stuff. It's and a now it's a we're at Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah. We're at Pikachu for president. Uh, Pikachu for president. So we're gonna I think uh, cut this part a little bit short just so we can set it for the show. But uh, we're here at the takeaway, and the takeaway. so. How the takeaway works is uh, if there was like one snippet that for some reason somebody just fast forwarded to and is the only part they heard, uh, what would you want them to be left with? Uh, um, I guess uh, my 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 music is just uh, I feel like it's a lot of um, just about mental illness and, 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 and personal struggle and stuff like that. And uh so if that's so if people are interested in what the, my songs are about, that is mostly what they tackle. And uh, when you ask me if I if the songs are about depression or anxiety, it's like yes, that <laughs> is. So that is the answer to the question. I didn't really get a lot of time to go into it, but that's okay because I never shut up and I'm <laughs> like a very rambly person. So, um, so, um, I guess like. Uh, thank you to everyone who's ever like listened to it and connected to it because yeah. it yeah, means yeah. the world to me. Um, and thank you guys for having me on the show. Also, thanks yeah. for being do, here. Uh, do you have yeah. any plugs before we get out of here? Plug it. 
Uh, well, uh, the Bandaman is on Bandcamp, and uh, we have, are on Facebook and Instagram, and I think we're going to make a Twitter on this tour. Um, I'm not good at Twitter, uh, so <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I'm going to try to get someone else to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, we have some videos on YouTube or whatever, so the band's awake but still in bed. And uh, um, What's the name of the album again? The, the album? <laughs> yeah. What people call Elizabeth Simon Philly to see you. Did you get there? Got it. Memorized Everyone? it. Memorized All right. it. Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, you can yeah. you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com oh, slash the process. Our stuff. If you want to throw some We're gonna cash do it at the top. We're gonna do this <laughs> I'm doing good, it now. It's good to do it twice. Also, follow me K un- at K underscore Hoog. Uh, John, anything else? You don't have to follow me. At John Lee 271 right. if you want. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, okay. it was a lot of fun. All right, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let's right. go do a show. Do hey, the show. Yeah. Hit that button. Thanks for listening to the process. John is eating <laughs> Cheez-Its in our outro. I'm Kevin Hugorf. I uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you. You can subscribe on any podcasting app, soundcloud.com slash the process of John Kevin. Like us on Facebook. On iTunes, Facebook.com slash The Process of John Kevin. Patreon.com slash The Process. At Process Podcast. Patreon.com slash KHuge. That's mine. If you want to say, hey, John, I don't hey. care. Give it to me. I don't me. care. Yeah, you said I, the I Twitter. I Flavor Blasted Goldfish. All right. I'm going to. Oh, and next week, uh, join us for uh, Artistic Director of Dead Parrot Society. Emma Campbell. Emma Campbell. Cool. Bye. Bye, guys.